It's Across the Tracks. It is. We are back on the Across the Tracks podcast. And uh, we've uh, had a little weather going on. Uh, You were out west uh, last week and got a chance to participate in our little winter snowstorm that came through. And uh, good thing you made it back to Indy safe and sound. So we we had a nice little uh, snowstorm here for about three days. Um, So the best is yet to come. That was the first one. And uh, I've still got a few remnants of the storm in my yard. But for the most part, things are starting to melt. But a little early snowstorm, you know, caused a little havoc here or there. But uh, it's, you know, fall time in the Rockies. So it's it's something. We're sort of used to around here. So. Uh, I was kind of disappointed because I took brought all my uh, recording equipment with me and tripods and uh, microphones and everything. And I was ready to come down and visit you. And we were going to uh, have a little session on uh, use GarageBand to record our um, Across the Tracks podcast. And also I was planning on doing Facebook Live. Right, right. To... Um, to get that accomplished as well. But, you know, Mother Nature said, you know, ah, you better not do it. You know, you better not trust the weather because, you know, from Indiana's perspective, you know, I could go from here to there and probably have no problem. But when right. you're in, when you're not in your own uh, area, your own territory, <laughs> you know, I was a little bit uh, skeptical about heading down to Colorado Springs and uh, yeah. Uh, us hooking up, but uh, yeah. oh well, we'll we'll have to do it later. Oh, yeah, yeah, there there will be opportunity, and uh, you were a little northern, a little north of where I am, so the weather was a bit dicey for you trying to come south. Uh, so it started snowing uh, that Sunday afternoon down here, and so by the time we would have probably been broadcasting, it was it was coming down pretty good. So better safe than sorry. Live to fight another day, as they say. <laughs> yeah, live to podcast <laughs> another day. Live to podcast another day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So what's on your mind for uh, tonight? Uh, well, I tell you, there's I've got a, a few things that um, – came across my uh, my desk. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of Olympians, past Olympians that are uh, still around. Uh, I want to talk about pet owners. Okay. And I want to talk a little bit about health care, a little All bit right. about health care. How about yourself? Mary? Hey, uh, myself, uh, a couple of things again came across the desk this week. One, I want to want to remember John Witherspoon, uh, who passed away this week. I want to talk a bit about him. And the other thing that I'd like to shed uh, or get a few opinions on or some dialogue is the Harriet Tubman movie that opened on Friday. So uh, that's that's what's on my docket for tonight. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right. So i like to get this started. And um, uh, this week, uh, the Olympic Committee uh, has decided to induct a couple of summer Olympians from 1968. These two Olympians are John Carlos and Tommy Smith. They sparked a huge controversy in 1968 by them winning uh, gold and silver during the 68 Olympics. When they took to the podium, they both had a black glove on, raised their fists and bowed their heads while they were playing the national anthem for the medal ceremonies. And immediately uh, they were stripped of their medals the next day. The 1968 Olympics was probably the most controversial Olympics as far as politics and social justice, social injustice that goes on simply because 1968, the war in Vietnam was going on. A lot of student protests were taking place in the United States. Uh, There's a black power movement going on at the same time. And these two athletes stood for social justice at a time in which they weren't supposed to because it made the United States look bad. The other thing is that the third person on the podium agreed with the 
with Carlos and Smith, who who finished third in the in the Olympics in the 200 meter dash is what it was. So after uh, 50 years, uh, the U.S. Olympic Committee decided that they were going to indict, induct these two men in the Hall of Fame, despite of what what they did to them 50 years prior to. So that's my first topic. What do, what do you have thoughts on on that? Well, I, again, it's it's <clears throat> you know either either you have freedom of speech or you don't, and and that's that's the that's the crux of this thing. As you said, 1968 volatile year, man. Uh, I think we were probably about 11 or 12 years old at the time, uh, but I remember um, that Summer Olympics uh, and and watching those guys run. I mean, they were. They were hell of sprinters, man. And uh, I remember that, you know, the national anthem, they're getting their medals. And to raise their fist in a back black power salute, it was like, wow. You know, uh, it was like, is this really happening? Are they doing that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did. And um, 68 volatile year, man. The Summer Olympics, I think, was June, June, July of 68. Dr. King had just been killed in April. Again, you mentioned the Vietnam War was going on. You had student protests across the country because of the war. Just a lot of, um, you know, social justice protests going on all across the country. So either you have the right under the First Amendment to express yourself or you don't. And so these two gentlemen were penalized for exercising their First Amendment rights. Granted, um, a lot of people were probably like, they, they weren't expecting that exercise of those rights in that medium, but sometimes you have to capitalize on the moment as it's presented, and they did. They felt it was right to stand up there. They're running in the Olympics for the United States. They won medals, but at the same time, back in America, there's social you know, things going on that a lot of people are being treated unfairly. Uh, you had, um, you know, housing crisis going on. You know, people were, were poor. They were suffering. So they wanted to bring attention to that. And yet they were penalized and stripped of their medals for that reason. Parallel that 50 years later, now they're being inducted into the Olympic Committee Hall of Fame. But we still have individuals who are expressed, who express their, themselves under the First Amendment, and they're being penalized for doing so. So it, it, I'm glad they're getting inducted, but it, it rubs me the wrong way because it seems like certain people have the right to protest and it's all good. But when other people do it to bring um, you know, attention to things that are clearly wrong in this country, they're penalized for it. So uh, I'm happy for, for John Carlos, Tommy Smith, but at the same time, it rubs me the wrong way when the person that we've talked about before on this podcast, Colin Kaepernick, is being blackballed uh, from the NFL because he wanted to bring attention to a social injustice uh, a crisis going on in this country, and he's penalized for it, and he cannot play football in the NFL because he exercised his rights under the First Amendment. It is ridiculous. So that's my view on it. So yeah. I'll throw it back. I'll throw it back to you. Yeah, you know, and and the other thing is that the Olympics is so far out of the mainstream. It only happens every four years, and the fact that you know. Most athletes in America that are involved with track and field, in order to make a living as professionals, most of them have to run overseas mm -hmm. uh, simply because, you know, we hear about the Olympics every four years. Well, football and basketball and baseball, you know, it takes place every year. And the Olympics only comes around every really they've changed it to where it comes around every two years. You have a summer Olympics. Then two years later, you have a winter Olympics. Right. Uh, back in that time, the winter Olympics and the summer Olympics were the same year. So you would go four years without having any Olympic uh, athletes or participation. They had World Cups, but normally the World Cups and so on, like it is today, is was usually held overseas. So. Today, once again, you know, track and field is not considered 
you know, that big of a deal in the United States simply because you don't really see it all the time. You see it in the spring and you see it when the World Cup comes around, the World Championships come around. But usually that's those are overseas in order to make a living. You have to travel overseas in order to make it. Now, track and, track and field in Europe and other places, I mean, it's big time. Right, it's, just, right. it's just not in America. It's big time. It's right. big time for the season. You know, and I coached track for 30 years. It's big in the season, but when it's out of season, you know, you don't hear much about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, go ahead. Yeah, I remember, you know, back when we were, you know, back in the day, we were, we were growing up. I remember... You know, the, the, the pin relays were huge. Uh, the Drake relays were huge. I mean, that's 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 you. I mean, some of these were on TV. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, track and field events, you know, were on TV and they, they were huge. Uh, I'm not sure why the interest in track and field in the U.S. has fallen off uh, like it has. Uh, you mentioned <clears throat> in your comment. The other gentleman who was on the podium uh, with uh, John Carlos and Tommy Smith, he agreed with their protest. And it's it, it, it strikes me as odd. It's that people who are not from this country always seem to understand the plight of people that are trying to speak out to the social injustices being uh, rendered upon other people. I don't know why people in our country, not everybody, but a lot of folks in this country can't seem to see when someone brings up an issue of social injustice, they can't see that. The narrative is you're un-American, you're, you, you, you hate the country and all this crap. But this gentleman, you know, understood what John Carlos and Tommy Smith were doing. He concurred with that because you know, he was in he was in the realm. He understood what they were doing and why they were doing it. So I, I think that's important to highlight in that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, most places, most countries around the world, they they um, they understand it, you know, and they continue to deal with that because, you know, we are still going through that process of making our way through the system of dealing with um, social justice and so on, you know, and anytime it comes up, it seems like more people around the world understand it uh, better than we do. Right. Right. You know, or I should, maybe I shouldn't say that they understand it better than we do is that they're willing to open their uh, hearts and minds to it. Yes. Uh, more than than we do so um yeah that's that's where we are i i i couldn't i i can't think of the guy's name who was standing there who was finished third yeah um but yeah yeah he agreed with them yeah yeah it, it's uh it's ironic and uh we still have that going on today every time you know someone raises an issue that you know hey we want to highlight that uh, this is unfair uh, we need to bring attention to this. Right away, they're attacked for being un-American. They hate the country. And it's like, you're, I mean, after a while, you get sick of it. Because obviously, it doesn't affect you. Of course, you're going to speak up against it. It doesn't affect you. So yeah. you're going to speak out against it. But I guarantee you, the, the people who don't share or can't see their way to put themselves in someone else's shoes and wonder what it's like to deal with a lot of this, they might change their tune. But until that happens, uh, I, I think America is going to be behind when it comes to uh, getting on the bandwagon and, and supporting and understanding. When someone raises a social uh, injustice issue, it does not mean they hate the country, they hate you, whatever. They're just trying to bring light to something that in its bare essence is viewed as being unfair, pure and simple. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, the guy's name, I just remember the guy's name. His name was Peter Norman. Okay, okay. He was an Australian who finished, he actually got the, the silver. Okay. Okay, so uh, yeah, his name is Peter Norman from Australia. So he was, he was a third wheel on the uh, podium that day. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 where we are, man. 
Yeah. Um, so let's let's kind of go into the next thing here. Um, okay. Want to talk about pet owners? <laughs> and um, there is a pet owner that uh, in the state of Indiana that made the news across the country. A uh, small town uh, in called Oxford, Indiana. A lady was kind of a curator or caretaker of pet snakes. And it appeared that she had over 140 snakes in her house. And uh, she had a several boa constrictors. And it appeared that I don't know what she was doing. We don't know what she was doing, but somehow the snake got around her neck and choked the life out of her. So, you know, I love pets. I love dogs and so on, but I'm not going to be hanging out with snakes. (laughs) That's just me. I mean, I remember my, uh, when I was in the coast guard still, uh, my roommate, we had a, we shared an apartment, two bedroom apartment down in Brownsville, Texas. Uh, his name was John Laraway. He lives out in Idaho right now, and he bought a boa constrictor. And I told him, I said, John, whatever you do, if that damn thing gets near the garbage disposer, it's over. Because <laughs> keep that keep that thing away from me because I don't like snakes and I'm not gonna be handling snakes whatsoever, you know. And it it was uh, it was just something I couldn't take. Right, right. And then you know some pet owners are just kind of go crazy with this thing. Uh, I read another article where this couple had um, had gotten a a dog from someone and the dog just outgrew everything and come to find out that the dog was a damn lion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog, I mean, they were adopting the dog and the dog was kind of, and looked like a, a puppy, looked like a puppy. Wow. And they showed pictures of it and the dog started getting so damn big and so hairy that they tried to figure out what kind of dog was it. It was a lion. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Now, come oh, on, pet my, owners. My gosh! <laughs> wow! You know, I um, uh, I, I heard this story. I was uh, I was looking through the uh, you know, the news feeds that come across on my phone, and I saw this story that this lady had gotten killed, and when the cop showed up, the snake was still around her neck. You know. And so, you know how people are, man. I mean, I, I you know, people will always, um, even though it was a sad situation, people will always find uh, means to poke fun at things, even though it was a bad <laughs> situation. So the police officer who showed up at the scene, he's like, you know, um, yeah, we got to the house and with the snake was still wrapped around the woman's neck. So we're going to have to do an investigation to determine the cause of death. <laughs> <laughs> people are on Twitter like, really? <laughs> I mean, snake around the woman's neck and you need to investigate that as the house <laughs> died? I mean, come on, you know? <laughs> so uh, I don't know what it is with folks, man, that have these exotic pets. The fundamental thing is these animals are wild to an extent and they do what they do. I mean, boa constrictors, that's what they do. And uh, you, you can't you can't play with certain animals thinking they're like your your best bud or something like that or, or a goldfish or something. They are designed to constrict and choke. And that's how they that's they do what they do. That is their nature. So I uh, feel sorry for the lady. But uh, you, you had to know that uh, you're you're playing with fire. <laughs> Playing with fire? You're playing with fire, you know. Was that a, was that a red boar? Yeah, red boa. I, they didn't say it was. They didn't say what kind of uh, boa it was. Or I, I thought the article said it was a python. A python. Okay. Yeah, I mean, still, pythons still, are constrictors. They I mean, are constrictors. They're constrictors. So. <laughs> You know, uh, you show up at the scene. To me, that's an open and shut investigation. The snakes crawled around your neck. You're dead next. I mean, 
I mean, what do we have to deduct here? There is nothing to deduct. The snake killed the woman, period. You know, uh, and you can get back to, you know, conducting, you know, other law enforcement investigations. But this lady was killed because the snake got around her neck and it cut off her windpipe. Pretty much probably crushed her windpipe. Yeah, choked the life out of her. Yeah, choked the life out of her. <laughs> so, yeah, that story made the national news. And uh, but you, you'll have people still, uh, you know, I, I see things on YouTube, people handling snakes. This guy was out. Um, and my fact, it was on one of these, uh, you know, the, the crocodile hunter shows. Remember the crocodile hunter? You ever you went to crocodile yeah. hunters? Be all right. right. Well, this right. guy, he was he wasn't the crocodile, but he was in a one of those type of shows. Right. And they're out in the bush in Africa. And they're trying to catch a black mamba. Oh, so, shit. you know, for for venom purposes, whatever. Right. So they're they're in the bush and they're looking for a black mamba and they spot one. So they're chasing after the snake and black mambas move pretty fast. They're they're a fast moving snake, but they end up catching the snake. And so the guy's like, OK, you know, put the hook, get the hook right so we can get the snake and put it in the bag. And he said, whatever you do. You know, make sure you keep the bag away from your body because black mambas are aggressive. They might bite through the bag and you get bit. He says, OK, OK. So they're getting the snake. They drop the snake in the bag. The other guy, once the snake is tied, they got the bag. Here's the other guy say, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what happened? Like, I've been bit. He's like. And you see the two little fang marks in the back. Well, the guy's been bit. And so the guy, the other guy's like, oh, man, we got a herpy. We got to get you to a hospital. But the nearest hospital was like almost 30 miles away. You know, so he knew, man, if this guy doesn't get to a hospital soon, he's going to be dead. Mm. So the, the the show segues into them trying to find some transportation to get this guy to the hospital to get him antivenom. But the guy told him, don't put the bag too close to your body. And that's what he did. He got bit in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> All you heard was, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and people do the craziest things, man, <laughs> these animals. You know, so we, we laugh, but it's, you know, it's 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 serious. You know, uh, you know, people have tigers. We've had people in Colorado man. they've had tigers in their house. And, you know, they wonder, you know, when the tiger turns on them, it's like, well, why did the tiger do that? I mean, it's like, really, do you need a Ph.D. To, to understand this? Tigers do what tigers do. They're wild animals. Wild animals. Yeah. They're wild animals. Speaking of. Not necessarily a pet owner story, but did you see the story about the lady who jumped the jumped the enclosure? I think it was at the Bronx Zoo in New York. She jumped into the lion enclosure. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> and heard that. They're dancing in front of the lion and everything, and the lion is like, "What the hell?" What the hell I mean, that, was going on? <laughs> that was the expressions on the lion's face because he couldn't believe <laughs> that this lady was standing there in front of him dancing, and, and she's like, "Hey, lion!" And the lion, the look on the lion's face was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too. I was like. I mean, man, people are crazy, man. People are crazy, you know. So the lion was confused, like, right. am I seeing, am I seeing yeah. what I'm really seeing? Yeah. Am I seeing what I'm really seeing? This woman is really in here. Jeez, no, man. couldn't be. Yeah, he's like, no, nah, it's got can't be for real. <laughs> so I mean, guys, we we've had a good laugh here. Not to laugh at people's you know situations or whatnot, but I think the laughter is is a good segue for our next story. And uh, that is, we we lost a comedic legend this week. And uh, that was John Witherspoon. And for anybody listening to the podcast who is not familiar with John Witherspoon, uh, John Witherspoon played several characters uh, in his career. He was the dad to uh, the Wayans brothers on their show that was on, I think it was on the CW for a while. Uh, He did uh, some, he did, uh, had a role in the boondocks. Uh, I think that was a a cartoon type show. He's one of the characters in the boondocks, but the character he's, he's most famous for, was Craig's daddy in the Friday series. 
Right. And uh, I mean, total legend, comic legend. Uh, my wife and I had a chance to see John Witherspoon at the Improv here in Denver. And man, it was worth every penny uh, for that ticket we paid. I mean, he had people in stitches all night. He did a lot of his lines from the movies, you know, the bang, 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 bang. And, <laughs> yeah. You know what he does? I mean, he had people rolling in the aisles, man. So. Uh, rest in power to John Witherspoon, a comedic legend. I think he ranks up there with the Red Foxes, the Slappy Whites, right. uh, Richard Pryors. Uh, he is of that magnitude when it came to comedy. So he will be missed. And um, unfortunately, uh, the next Friday movie is actually it's either in production. I was getting ready to go to production. Uh, the next uh, the next movie in the Friday series. And so uh, I'm not sure how they're going to handle uh, Mr. Weatherspoon's passing uh, because he was such a major character in those movies. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I was glad I got a chance to see him uh, while he was on this earth and, and taking his act. It was awesome. If you ever get a chance, Wayne, uh, you go back and look at some of the YouTube uh, videos. There is uh, when Richard Pryor had his TV show. Yeah, there was a segment on uh, Richard Pryor being the first black president. Wow. And um, Witherspoon is in there in that segment. Okay, so we're talking early 1970 and so on. So he's in that segment along with um, Marsha. I cannot think of her last name. She played in the People's Court. Uh, not the people's court, yeah, but uh, uh, night court, night, night court. court. Uh, Mar- Marsha Warfield, Marsha Warfield. She yeah. was in there. Wow. Witherspoon was in there. And, um, it was a, it's a, one of those classic comic, uh, bits because okay. Pryor played the first black president. Now, now think about it. <laughs> this was the 1970s. And he was playing the first black president. Wow. <laughs> it is it is a skit that is funny. Wow. <laughs> it is wow. funny. You have to check that out. I have to go on. Yeah, I have to check YouTube out. Uh, you, you mentioned the you know first black president. Since we're talking about comedy, I was uh, uh, the other day. I was like, yeah, you know what? I feel like watching Head of State. So I pulled oh. Head of State out. <laughs> that, that movie. Had I mean that movie just cracks me up, man, because it is so true. It is so true. Chris Rock, I think, plays that role. I mean, the presidential role perfectly, man. And the debate scene in that movie is that is to me is just tremendous. The way that debate he he does that debate, it was fantastic, man. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's funny that you say that because when we were out in Fort Collins that Saturday. Uh, when we got back from Boulder, uh, Lynn, myself, and Stephanie were just kind of sitting around, and that movie came on, <laughs> and we sat there and watched it. <laughs> it, it is, it is. State, State, we watched it, that, and we were cracking up. Yeah, <laughs> there are so many things in that movie are uh, dead on, man. That are dead on, and uh, I, I love that movie, man. I love yeah. that. And and the thing I really like about the movie is the Nate Dog soundtrack. I got some props, yeah. man. I got to give Nate Dog some props for that sound, that song yeah. from the soundtrack, man. <laughs> Much love to Nate Dog. Rest in peace, Nate Dog. Yeah, yeah. Nate Dog yeah. passed away a few years ago. He was the voice on the, the hook for so many R&B tracks, man. It's like, you know, if Nate was on your track, it was a hit. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so um, what? So what's your take? You you mentioned. Uh, did you have any other comments about Mr. Witherspoon? Well, I was just just that was that that was it really. Okay. Uh, I remember I remember him from the earlier parts of him being in the Richard Pryor show, and I think he also wrote some uh, scenes or some segments in Saturday Night Live as well. Yep, yep, yep. yep. You know, so he was well versed and. Oh yeah. You know, a, a comedic genius as he was. Oh yeah. And you know, he 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 seemed to be a little bit crazy, but he was just funny, fun, right. funny crazy. You <laughs> right. Know? Right. Yeah. That that was his thing, man. Like I said, he at the improv that I, he had people rolling, man. I mean, it was he had literally people were falling out of their seats laughing, man. Because I mean, <laughs> he just had you just cracking up, man. 
And so I'm glad I got a chance to see him while he was here, man. Uh, you know, if you get a chance to see a legend, you should take advantage of it. Uh, the legends are passing away. A lot of them are passing away. And so if you get a chance to check one of them out, by all means, do so. So Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, um, the next thing on my list, and then we'll we'll go to your other topic. Uh, this week there was a, a movie that came out uh, called Harriet, and that movie is about Harriet Tubman. And uh, you and I, we both know the story about Harriet Tubman. Uh, freed a lot of slaves, brought a lot of slaves from the South to the North via the Underground Railroad. So we know that story. Uh, we grew up hearing that story. The reason I brought this up for tonight is the odds of me going to see this movie are very slim. Mm -hmm. And and the reason I'm not going to see it is because I simply don't want to see another slave movie. I'm sorry. I am a black man, an educated black man in this country, but I don't want to see another slave movie. I, I've sort of had it with slave movies, man. And so uh, my wife and I, we share the same view. It's like, I don't want to see it. I know the Harriet Tubman story, but I, I just don't have the appetite for another slave movie. So I'll throw that one over the fence to you. to get your Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to seek it out to go to it. I mean, when it makes its debut on TV, if it comes across, you know, one of the uh, streaming um, platforms or whatever, I may watch it, you know, simply from, you know, being the historian that I am, uh -huh. you know, like I said, I, I taught it as well, you know, and if anything, I would, anything about it, I would like to see if there was any change or nuances in the story that comes out that maybe a lot of people don't know about. You know, maybe the fact that she worked for the union. Uh -huh. She was a union spy, yep. you know, and so on. Um, her contribution to um, us, uh, the North, winning the Civil War, you know, that. And also, um, you know, how, you know, how they show how tough she is. We know how tough she is. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, even in her later, her latter years, you know, she was still a tough old bird. And, yeah. um, you know, it took three or four men to drag her off a train up, I think, in upstate New York or Boston or someplace like that because right, right. because of segregation and so on. And she said, I'm, I'm she had planted her butt down on the um, in the railroad car and she kind of like Rosa Parks, she wouldn't get up and, and uh, it took some people to, to drag her off of there. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with you in the fact that, you know, you don't want to hear anymore, see anymore, but just to see if they actually added some, some substance to her being right. other than, you know, what you read. Right. Right in the history books or what we've been given in the history book. Cause you know, the folks of Texas, you know, they, you know, put all the books together down there. So right. they'll put their, their slant on history anyway. So, right. Um, uh, a lot has not been told about contributions of, uh, minorities in the, in the country. And, uh, you have to kind of bring those things out for sure. But yeah, we'll see. You know, it's uh, it's uh, uh, a new show that's coming out there, so we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I would like to see more movies, you know, along the line of hidden figures and you know those type of movies that have historical significance. You know, I, I love history, but I I, I want to see more movies that tell these behind the scenes stories that. Um, you know, I, I was not aware of hidden figures. I was not aware that those women played such an important part in the space program till that movie came out. Right. And so <clears throat> the movies like that, that is that is what I'm more inclined to like. Yeah, I want to go see that. But I, I'm just sort of I'm sort of tired of the you know the slave movies, man. I just I can't do it no more. But, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But I, I, I'll I'll keep an open mind, um, like you say, if they expand her character. To bring out those things that, you know, a lot of people may not know 
beyond, you know, what you, you know, what everybody knows about Harriet Tubman. If they expand that, then I say it's great. But on, on the surface, like you said, I, I'm not rushing to the theater to check it out. It's just uh, I'm, I'm not in that groove right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's see. Let's look at one other thing here. I know that right now is kind of an important an important time period in um, American health care and the fact that open enrollment for uh, the ACA is taking place right now. And um, I know that Lynn and I, we have decisions uh, to make simply because we're both retired now. And uh, we have the option through our uh, the township in which we work, the school system in which we work, that we can continue um, purchasing our insurance uh, through the township until we, you know, turn 65 and okay. get Medicare and so on. And we've kind of decided to do that instead of going out there and shopping on the market, you know, and trying to find a what we feel that's that's beneficial for us. We're just going to we're going to pay a lot of money for uh, the uh, health care. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to be 65 in less than two years. So then I can go on Medicare and get the supplements and so on. But the, um, you know, the ACA is up and it's running right now and um, people have decisions to make. The other thing is that what, what a lot of people don't realize is that the uh, current administration has officially tried to kill it by um, not advertising um, for signups for the ACA, mm-hmm. the Affordable the Affordable Care Act. Right. So what they want to do, and since it's an Obama thing, and the current occupant, you know, uh, hates the. Uh, previous president, President Obama, then they want to defund it, you know, not pay, have any advertising for it so people don't know where to go to find it because it, 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 it makes people uh, join it because most people in the country really like it. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, and so um, they can't take it away, but they want it to kind of like wither up and die simply by not putting advertisement to it. And the fewer people that buy into it, the the less money it gets, the less money it makes. And therefore it will um, literally, you know, just kind of die out. That's their hopes. But my hopes are is that people continue to um, be involved with it and they tweak it so that it is viable for Americans. You know, right. every American should have some type of health care. I agree. I totally agree. And uh, it's unfortunate that the uh, the current occupant is such a little, uh, I'm going to say this, is such a little bitch, man. It's like, dude, I mean, do you, I mean, it's like everything Obama has done, it's his goal. That's that's all he's done in three years is, is try to tear down everything that Obama has done. Rolling back regulations that, you know, help out with air pollution and, and clean water. He's rolled back all those regulations. Why? Because you're a hater, man, pure and simple. You are a hater. And so the fact that, and you're, and you're right, I have not seen a commercial on the TV advertising open enrollment for the ACA. And to me, it's despicable what the current administration is doing. But what folks need to do, they need to organize themselves, similar to what was done during the Montgomery uh, bus boycott. Let's find a way to make sure that the word continues to go forth, that the ACA is still viable. Open enrollment is here. These are the dates. And get out there and get people signed up. That's what it's going to take, a grassroots effort to do that. Uh, I, You know, it, it's ridiculous, man, that uh, that this individual is so petty that he can't see that a lot of people actually love the ACA. A lot of people have been helped uh, by the ACA. 
And he is so petty, he can't seem to see that because all he's worried about is his own pitiful self. So uh, I think that's what it's going to take, man, is some type of grassroots effort to get the word out there that, hey, ACA is still here, open enrollment's going on, and encourage people to get out there and sign up for it. So Right, right. Yep, that's what we have to do. Yep. have to do that, you know. And, you know, once again, you know, everybody wants to be – um, healthy. Everybody wants to make sure that when something comes uh, up in their lives or their family's life or family members' lives, that they're able to afford it. And, you know, I, I think to me, the biggest positive for the ACA is that, and we may have talked about this before, is that it allows you to keep your children on your yep. health care until they're 26 years old. Yep. And the other thing is that when you go get a physical, there's no cost to the physical. That, to me, is more than anything because yeah. it is most important because you can catch those uh, issues if you go to the doctor. And, you know, most, especially men, most men don't like going to the doctor simply right. because, you know, of, of reasons. Right, right. You know, I don't worry about it. I'll be okay and so on. And, you know, it just, it takes us, you know, it takes a small, you know, blood sample, a poke here, a prick there. Yeah. Yeah. And they can say, hey, you know, we're, we're seeing this on your, on your uh, test results that maybe you need to check into this. And instead of waiting until something is completely taken over, say, let's say cancer, for example, you know, still, if you catch it early by just going and get a physical or getting blood tests and so on, uh, you know, your likelihood of surviving may be better. It may not cure it. But, you know, if you catch it early enough, then... um, you know, your your survival rate can be increased, you know, and by just going and getting a free physical, everybody should be able to do that. Everybody should do it. I mean, I know I get a physical every August, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, it's just it becomes part of a routine. And, and in order to help, you know, uh, make sure that I catch stuff ahead of time. And, you know, there's issues that's come up that I've been dealing with simply because it was caught on a test. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I know I know people in our, our little hometown, man, are benefiting from the ACA. Um, I know that for a fact. I'm sure a lot of my family members are enrolled in the ACA and it's it's benefited them and, and their kids. And so um, to try to kill it by not making the word available to people that is there, it's despicable and it's petty. And so I hope that somehow uh, the word does go forth that, hey, the program is still here. It's available. Get people signed up and continue, uh, you know, giving people the option to have health care where in the past they had nothing. Right. And I think it is a basic human right that that everyone should have access to health care. Um, you know, so uh, it happened. You know, Obama was able to do that. And now the current occupant in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is pissed because um, you didn't do it and you don't like the program. So rather than, you know, try to find ways to improve it, you're trying to kill it by, you know, um, subjugating the uh, the advertising for the uh, enrollment. And you're doing a lot of other behind the scenes crap that's despicable. So, well, you but, know, the the other thing, Wayne, is that he he's the occupant right now, but. The other um, haters uh, have attacked it since it was developed in 2011. So the current occupant, who was a Democrat and still is a Democrat under (laughs) under the guise of a Republican. Yeah. He just he's just basically falling in line with what they've tried to do. They tried to repeal it. Yeah. You know, over 60 times. Yeah. And a lot of the constituents, you know, small town America like E-Town, people That's in right. E-Town and in West Virginia or Western Kentucky right. or Eastern Kentucky. You know, those are the people that is designed to help people that work for employers. Normally, the employers, you know, they are covered by their health care. Yeah. You know, yeah. they 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 take care of that. 
And most people that are working for someone else, their health care issues really, I don't think that really changed that much. Nope, nope. You know, it's the people that 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 don't have the uh, insurance that's causing prices to go up because when something happens, the first thing they do is they go to the emergency room and, yeah. you know, the emergency room, you know, what uh, uh, a five cent pill will cost $500 when you go to the emergency room, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's an issue that, you know, we need to step out there and tell people that open enrollment, is going on now and go ahead and sign up for it. You know, there's a plan out there for everybody. Well, we're, we're, we're doing our part by, by, by making that known here on, on the podcast that open enrollment for the ACA is, is now underway. And if you have a need or you are uh, previously enrolled in the ACA, you need to renew uh, your, your enrollment. Now is the time to do that. So we can do our part by making that word go forth. So, yeah, I think it goes on until uh, December 31st. December, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think it, yeah, to the end of the year, I do believe so. So that's, that's almost two months away to, uh, and I I don't think it takes that long because, um, Stephanie was here and she had just turned 26. Okay. Because she had, uh, she was just finishing up her graduate work at Colorado state and she was home for Christmas break and she was 25 at the time. And she was going back to Colorado um, like the 6th or 7th of January. And so she was going to turn 26 about two days after she um, got back to Fort Collins. Okay. So she signed up for the ACA while she was home over Christmas. And we kind of sat down and talked about it and went over it. And, you know, so she went from January of 2016, I think it was, no, 2017, January until July uh, as part of the ACA. And then in July of uh, 2017, she was hired by Colorado State University and was able to get her health care through the university. But she turned she was right in the sweet spot and she had turned 26 just as she was home. And we were able to get her signed up because they sent her a letter saying that, you know, when you turn 26, <laughs> whip, we're cutting you off. Yeah. Mom and dad can't help you anymore. So, you know, it all kind of worked out and she was able to you know take care of her own uh, health care for a few months before she uh, uh, got with Colorado State and uh, right. became part of her, their plan. Right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. 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 Danny was on ours until that magical uh, number <laughs> cropped up. And, you know, but fortunately, she has insurance through her job. She had insurance through her job and everything. So but the, the ACA is great, man. It's 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 a, it was a landmark decision. And uh, hopefully it's going to stand. It's going to be able to prevail. And uh, you know, the current occupant and his cronies are not going to be able to shut it down. So. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's what we're believing for. So, okay, yeah. Well, do you have any lost? We're coming to the top of the hour here. Yeah, you have any last last thoughts or anything, Wayne? Um, no, uh, I think you know we we covered a a wide spectrum tonight of topics, uh, all all very interesting topics, and uh, I think that's one of the uh, the uh, interesting things about the podcast. We've sort of branched out. Uh, from where we originally started, and I think that's good because uh, you know to share our opinions and our views about the the news of the day, and you know occasionally we're we, we're able to tie that back into our uh, our hometown, similar like we did tonight, because I know a lot of people in uh, E Town, Hardin County as a whole, are benefiting from the ACA, so we're able to 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 bring that down to the to the lowest common denominator there. So so that's my take on. It. I think the dialogue was great good variety of topics and as always it's 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 great to share and uh and 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 you know get get a lot of things off your chest that you normally don't have an opportunity to do so i think this is a good forum Uh, a lot of people do listen to us Uh, they provide their opinion on things we say so let's keep it rolling keep it rolling 
Sounds good. We'll we'll keep we'll keep doing it. We've only we've been at this for almost a year now, man. Almost a year coming almost up. Almost a year yeah. coming up on a year within the next couple of months or so. And uh, I don't even know the number of episodes <laughs> that we that we've done. We yeah we and, weren't uh, keeping track, and then we sort of lost track. So. Well, you know, there's a number out there somewhere. Uh, but uh, I enjoy it. Is it's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it lets us, you know, in other words, friends continue to be friends and yep, we, yep. we communicate, uh, weekly and like we do with everybody, you know, we talk to our friends that are in E-Town and all over the world yep. and uh, it's just another form in which, um, we're leaving a record out there for people to, uh, to find, you yeah, know, absolutely. someday, yeah, you know, absolutely. instead of here, instead of hearing about, you know, this is what happened with Harry Tubman. You know, this is going to be out there forever. And people can listen to uh, two guys that grew up in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, on opposite end of the tracks and look at their views and their, their pluses and minuses, faults and uh, successes, and um, see how, how life has been from, from our perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that winds it down from across the tracks. If there's anything out there that you want to discuss with us, please do so. Uh, if not, then just keep listening and hopefully you'll still remain to be fans of us or listeners. And then we'll uh, catch you on the next go round. Absolutely. We will catch you next week on the across the tracks podcast. Chile amo dopo. All right. <laughs> That's Italian for we'll catch you later. All right, man. Later. All right. <laughs>